0: Thank you. I
1: Thank you very much. You're listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, the jazz station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark and today we're going to be listening to some of the live recordings that were made uh, in 1937-38 by the Count Basie Orchestra. And uh, these are particularly interesting and compelling performances. The Basie band at the time was Uh, Very definitely an in-person band. They had a reputation, dating back to their days in Kansas City, of creating head arrangements, meaning arrangements that had been evolved over the course of time without writing things down. And uh, they were a tremendously exciting band, especially uh, with the anchor of their rhythm section, which was called, or dubbed the All-American Rhythm Section. And that, uh, more than anything, I think, influenced big band jazz from that point on. Just that cohesive, swinging rhythm section that was made up of Count Basie on piano, Freddie Green on guitar. guitar, Walter Page on bass, and Joe Jones on drums. And we started out with two performances that were uh, broadcast live from the famous Door, a club on 52nd Street in New York, in the summer and the fall of 1938. That's where the band was resident. It was a very small club. The band could just barely fit on the stage. Uh, And some people said that's where Lester Young evolved his curious way of playing out of the side of his mouth with the horn kind of jutting off to the side uh, because he couldn't hear himself well on the bandstand unless he did that, and that's possible, I suppose. We started out with a kind of a curiosity. It was an Eddie Durham arrangement of a tune called the Harlem Shout. I believe he also wrote that. Durham had been a key member of the Benny Moten band in 1932-33, and uh, was responsible for a lot of the arrangements and so forth in, in conjunction with Count Basie at the time. Uh, he left to go on the road with several other bands. He played with Jimmy Lunsford uh, in the uh, mid to late, or the mid 30s, rather, before coming back to the Basie band. Basie. had had picked up the remnants of the Moten Band uh, after Benny Moten had passed away very suddenly and uh, evolved the group that we are hearing today. Uh, Durham had left by this point to the summer of 1938, but he left some of his arrangements, including this one that was one that he did for the Lunsford Band, and it has that sort of uh, virtuosic ensemble quality, I guess you'd have to say. It features, uh, among others... Uh, uh, I almost said Willie Smith, he was the lead alto player for Lunsford. But here, the lead alto player is Earl Warren, who didn't get a lot of solo space at this time, but here he was featured quite extensively. So we heard Earl Warren on alto sax. We heard uh, Harry Edison, I believe, on trumpet on that one as well. To give you an idea of the personnel, we have the classic version of the Basie band from this period. Buck Clayton, Ed Lewis, and Harry Edison on trumpets. We have Benny Morton, uh, Dan Miner, and Dickie Wells on trombone. Earl Warren playing lead alto... Uh, Lester Young and Herschel Evans playing tenors and clarinets, and Jack Washington playing baritone sax and alto as well, and we're going to hear them with the rhythm section. We also heard a vocal on the second tune by Helen Humes, who was a singer out of St. Louis uh, who uh, Basie had picked up. She had done some blues recordings as a teenager, and she was now uh, singing with the Basie band, and we heard her do a tune called uh, I Haven't Changed a Thing, which also featured a, a languid... Uh, solo by Lester Young towards the end which shows some of the things that the more modern jazz players of the next generation picked up on. So as I said those were done in the uh, summer and fall of 1938. I Haven't Changed a Thing it was from August 12th and Harlem Shout was from uh, October 12th and many of these tunes we're going to hear go from that period. However we're going to jump um uh, to a broadcast, uh, one of my favorite live Basie broadcasts. This is from June of 1937, and this is uh, right after the band, as I just mentioned it, um, had sort of come together, the rhythm section anyway. We're going to hear a couple of different people in here. Buck Clayton, Ed Lewis, and Bobby Moore, in this case, played trumpet. Uh, George Hunt and Dan Minor are the trombones, the same saxophones and the same rhythm section. We're also going to hear some Jimmy Rushing on vocals, a great blues singer uh, from Oklahoma who ended up in Kansas City singing with... uh, Walter Page's Blue Devils, and then with Moten, and then finally with Basie. And this recording, uh, broadcast rather, comes from the Savoy Ballroom, the home of Happy Feet in New York City. We're going to hear four tunes from that broadcast. We're going to hear, I'll Always Be In Love With You... Uh, which is a was originally a waltz from 1929. Here it's taken as a rhythm section feature, and part of the reason I like this broadcast is Freddie Green on guitar is front and center. He must have been right in front of the broadcast microphone, and you can really hear what he brings to a rhythm section. Then the standard uh, or pop tune from the day When My Dream Boat Comes Home, featuring Jimmy Rushing along with a, uh, an excellent accompaniment by Herschel Evans, a great Texas tenor. Then... The me uh, or the you and me that used to be a tune that Jimmy Rushing sang for the rest of his life, and then the Bugle Blues, a version of the Bugle Call Rag, and this was one of those uh, occasions where apparently the uh, the recording director was telling Basie to keep going, keep going, because they extended this performance, and we'll hear two or three things uh, on this uh, radio show that where that happens, the band just has to keep going to fill up the allotted time. These were not sponsored shows; these were called sustaining broadcasts, so they were a little bit looser. So those are our four tunes from the uh, Savoy Ballroom, June 30th of 1937. I'll Always Be In Love With You, When My Dreamboat Comes Home, The You and Me That Used To Be, and The Bugle Blues, all featuring Count Basie and his orchestra.
2: Once again, the fields of gloom are adroitly plowed under. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Savoy Ballroom in uptown New York City, where you're hearing the music of Count Basie and his orchestra. And on with that particular music, when my dream boat comes home.
3: Of the tender love. Hey.
2: rushing musically commentating
3: What is every Sunday news Always together Have you forgotten the fun we knew The crazy things we used to do What has become of the you and me that used to be
2: Famous home of happy feet. They're swinging, swaying, and rocking in rhythm. Can't help telling you that it's great fun standing up here on the bandstand with the Savoy Ballroom in front of Count Basie and the orchestra and seeing them trucking and pecking.
1: So there you go, a live date with the Count Basie orchestra. And to me, that that must be about the clearest picture of what you would have heard if you were standing in front of the bandstand. I'm wonderfully... swinging ensemble just built up on that rhythm section. Uh, maybe not the neatest in terms of uh, ensemble playing, but just incredible spirit and verve and a great band to dance to, I'm sure, as well. We started out with I'll Always Be In Love With You, really a feature for the rhythm section. A couple of solos in there. Um, the identity of the trumpet soloist along here is is a little bit mysterious. Buck Clayton was in the band, and he took a lot of the more Louis Armstrong type of solos, but there was a fellow named Bobby Moore uh, who was playing third trumpet, and he played some of the solos. In fact, Dizzy Gillespie remembered him as being a, an influence back in the, this period. He wasn't around for very long. I think he died quite young, but he apparently had uh, some forward-looking ideas in terms of jazz trumpet, and I think it might have been him playing at the end of the last tune, Bugle Call Blues, and possibly on um, I'll Always Be In Love With You, he took a bridge on there as well, as did Lester Young. Then we heard When My Dreamboat Comes Home, the Jimmy Rushing vocal. He was uh, an amazing vocalist, the perfect vocalist for this band. Very blues-oriented and drenched, but able to handle a ballad and handle a pop song like the one we just heard. Well backed up by Herschel Evans playing that rich tenor uh solo or rich tenor sound in the background we've done a podcast in the past uh, that sort of goes along with this program the live bassy recordings but all featuring herschel evans so I suggest you take a look uh, for that on spotify apple or wherever you get your podcasts this was also called the jazz focus Then we went to the You and Me that used to be, a pop tune from the day. Uh, We heard, uh, again, some very nice and and advanced sounding Lester Young. He didn't sound anything like Herschel Evans, tonally or in his approach to jazz improvisation, and that's why they were such a well matched pair uh, and featured uh, on different tunes with Basie and also uh, on many tunes together, although interestingly not uh, in sequence. They didn't trade and do tenor battles the way we think of today. They generally uh, were were featured in different spots. It was almost as if Basie thought of them as two different instruments, and they certainly sounded that way. Then we finished up with the Bugle Call Blues, which, as I said, was kind of an extended performance. Uh, probably there was a recording director saying, keep going, keep going, to fill out the time, and Basie just uh, waved the trumpet player, whoever it was, into uh, doing kind of a, a vamp uh, figure there at the end and just kept going until they ran out of time. So we heard from most of the soloists in that band. We heard George Hunt on trombone. He was soon to be replaced by Benny Morton, and then Dickie Wells was added to that group as well. We heard Buck Clayton and, I believe, as I said, Bobby Moore on trumpets. We heard Earl Warren playing some alto. We heard the two tenors, first Herschel Evans and then uh, Lester Young after that, and then, of course, the Basie rhythm section. We're going to go back in time a little bit uh, for the next couple of tunes. When uh, Basie was in... Kansas City, he was playing at the Reno Club with a band that he called the 3-3-3-3 band. Three brass, three reeds, and three rhythm. And uh, John Hammond, the jazz producer and entrepreneur, happened to hear him uh, doing a broadcast and went out and sought him out, and signed him to a contract, and brought him east to begin playing more high-profile engagements. And he began uh, his career on the East Coast at the Hotel William Penn in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a club called the Chatterbox. And there are several live broadcasts from that period. He started there, I think, at the very end of 1936. And there are broadcasts from January and um, February of 1938. And he began recording as well uh, excuse me, 1937. I'm a year ahead of myself there. And he began recording for Decca at about the same time. So we're going to hear uh, two tunes. We're going to hear Shoeshine Boy, the tune that was made famous by Louis Armstrong, but this is a, a performance that evolved as a duet between Basie and Lester Young, and it was subtitled The Count and Lester when they recorded it uh, a little bit uh, later for Decca. Uh, we're going to uh, hear a broadcast from uh, February 8th of 1937, as I said, from the Hotel William Penn in Pittsburgh. And we're going to hear the two of them. And then we're going to go on to another one of those extended little performances. This one is the St. Louis Blues and we uh, will feature Jimmy Rushing taking a vocal, very uh, up-tempo performance of this tune. We're also going to hear Claude Fiddler-Williams, who was playing guitar. He also played violin. He'll play a violin solo. We're also going to hear an alto sax pl- uh, solo by the lead player Coffee Roberts, who uh, didn't last too much longer before he was replaced by by Earl Warren. And in addition to that, we'll hear Lester Young and Herschel Evans. Um, I believe we're going to hear Carl Taddy Smith on trumpet on this one, although uh, Buck Clayton was in the band as well, and George Hunt on trombone. So that will be the uh, band that will do the St. Louis Blues. Then we're going to jump up a bit uh, to Basie's theme song, The One O'Clock Jump, which apparently they were playing back in Kansas City. It was just a head arrangement of a a blues tune, and uh, it uh, had as its primary melody, which only happened once or twice, uh, the tune that was known as Six or Seven Times, which had been written, I believe, by Don Redman. And uh, we're going to hear another extended version of this. And this is from the America Dances broadcast of July 9th, 1938. This was a radio program that was beamed at... uh, Uh, Great Britain, and uh, introducing American bands to British audiences. And this was another one where clearly the recording director said, keep going, keep going, because at the point where the tune would normally have ended, uh, a trombone soloist, I think in this case it's Benny Morton, although it's possibly Dickie Wells, got up and started playing a solo with some riffs behind him, and then it evolved into some more uh, riffing that might have been spontaneous at this performance featuring the trombones. And then the performance uh, kept going for another minute or so, and then presumably the show ended so that would be the 1 o'clock jump. And because these are a little bit longer, we're going to just hear those three tunes. From the Hotel William Penn in 1937, we're going to hear Shine Boy, a.k.a. the Count in Lester, and St. Louis Blues, followed by uh, the America Dancers' performance in 1938 of the 1 o'clock jump, all done by Count Basie and his orchestra. <laughs>
2: of Count Basie and his van from the gay chatterbox of Hotel William Penn downtown in the city of Pittsburgh. The count himself was featured at the piano. The program has reached through, through the facilities of WPAE in Pittsburgh. Leslie Williams speaking.
1: A couple of broadcasts from the very earliest days of the Count Basie Band, uh, February of 1937, from the Hotel William Penn in Pittsburgh at the Chatterbox. And we heard Shoeshine Boy, aka Countin' Lester, aka the Roseland Shuffle. That was the title it was released under for DECA when they did their um, uh, first uh, studio session, right before these broadcasts. And that, of course, featured Count Basie and Lester Young. Then we went on to that uh, extended version of the St. Louis Blues, which came from the same broadcast. And that featured a little bit of everybody on that one. That probably uh, featured uh, Carl Taddy Smith on trumpet, possibly some Buck Clayton in there as well. And um, along with that, we heard George Hunt on trombone, Coffee Roberts on alto sax, Uh, A little bit of Herschel Evans and Lester Young on tenor saxes, uh, Claude Fiddler-Williams on violin along with Basie, uh, Walter Page and Joe Jones, and then some vocals by Jimmy Rushing, a couple of choruses in there as well. And then that just kept building and building to a climax. Then we heard the theme song, One O'Clock Jump, from the America Dances program. And uh, as I said, this was kind of an extended version of uh, this. Clearly, they had some time to fill and they brought uh, uh, Dickie Wells, I think, up to play a a couple of choruses that evolved into some more riffs. And that was done in July of 1938. While the band was uh, at, or just beginning its, Residence at the famous door in New York. I don't think that was recorded at the famous door but it was a, a studio recording that was broadcast live to Great Britain apparently. So, we hope you enjoyed this program of the live Count Basie recordings of 1937 and 38. We have a couple more to go, but before we do, I will tell you, you are listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. And, uh... Glad you make some time in your schedule for some good jazz. We have lots more interesting stuff coming up, I believe, but we have two more on this broadcast. We're going to go to a tune by Fiorito and Kahn called I Never Knew, one of several tunes by that title. This is probably the most familiar. It's going to feature a great Jimmy Rushing vocal, um, as well as some solos all around. Then we're going to finish up with one more tune from that June 1937 broadcast from the Savoy, and I'm going to use this as the title of the program, and it's called The Count Step in. So, some very energetic and swinging performances by the Count Basie Band, all done live. <music>
3: Can you I felt I
2: make